This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Hey, good morning. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. It's a show about the most interesting people and stories in Mississippi. And I tell you what. Uh, this has been one very interesting news year. There's been a lot of stuff going on. Of course, the legislative session has just wrapped up. Well, there's still a couple things out there pending. But anyway, we've got a lot of things to cover. Today, we're going to have a great show. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. I'm the editor-at-large at Mississippi Today, which, of course, that's where you can see my cartoons and, and see other stuff, too, at MississippiToday.org. Hey, on June 28th, 2020 just seems like six months ago with the way things are going the mississippi state house and senate have both they both approved legislation to remove the 126 year old state flag it was the 1894 flag and that cleared the way for governor tate reese to sign the measure into law today we're going to have a little bit of reaction and reflection on a couple folks that were involved in the middle of the news story number one we're going to have senator hillman frazier who has been on the show before and i Absolutely. Always a great interview. It's always good to talk to the senator. And he gave just absolutely one of the most passionate speeches during the floor session when the Senate was debating the bill. And we'll get him to talk about that, too. And of course, he was also on the 2001 flag committee. And so he got to live that particular um I would say fun. I'm saying that sarcastically. That was a really tough time. So we'll have Senator Frazier on. <clears throat> and then also, too, we're going to have the head of the two museums on Pamela Jr., who's Pamela's been on the show too. She's fantastic. And of course, they've got some really good stuff going on over at the, the Mississippi History Museum and the course of Mississippi Civil Rights Museum, but they've got a new exhibit going on and she'll talk about some of that as well. And of course, this is your show, just as much as it is my show or Michelle's show. So we'd love you to give you, us a call at any time. And our number is 877 MPB Ring. That's 877 672 7464. And we're going to welcome our guests a little bit later on in the show, but there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, it's one of those things that I don't know about you, but when I wake up in the morning, I'm almost afraid to pick up my phone and look at the alerts because there's usually something bad that's happened. That's just the way 2020 has been. And, and, but it's been a lot of news too, that you just didn't think you would ever see happen. I mean, the Washington Redskins changing their name, for instance, this thing's been going on for 20 years. I mean, this discussion and what I thought was fascinating is that they don't have another name already in the can ready to come up with. It's like suddenly they're acting like this is a giant surprise. So there must have been some legal issues on the name that they had chosen. Uh, but they are going to name a, a name later. It's almost kind of like the, the deal with our flag. I guess they'll have a name committee or something. But they got a lot of pressure from FedEx, which, of course, is the title sponsor of the stadium that they play in. And there have been a lot of pressures, too. It's just a lot of what's going on with Black Lives Matters. And it's really made us as a country sit down and start having conversations about the very things that a lot of people just took for granted. And so that was kind of like, oh, I didn't think that was ever going to happen. And then, you know, I'm I'm 52 years old. OK, so I'm a child of the 80s. And Kelly Preston was like one of those actresses, you know, and she was in Jerry Maguire and she was in a lot of the 80s movies that you kind of grew up with. that you, you, you and your buddies went to go see and everything. And she was married to John Travolta. Uh, they had tragically lost their son a few years ago, but she passed away today, which I didn't realize that, it, that she was even sick. And she'd been fighting breast cancer for two years. And so there was just all kinds of like you're seeing that list of things that are going on on a Monday. And you're kind of like, do I even want to get out of bed today? 
But of course I want to get up that day because I wouldn't be here talking to you today. And I wouldn't be talking to Michelle. Michelle, it's good to hear the sound of your voice today. I hope everything's going okay with you. Everything is fine. Um, you're talking about waking up to stories and um, not wanting to get out of bed. You're right about that. Sometimes you just want to put the covers over your head and forget about everything that's going on. But, of course, we can't. We must keep going and see what uh, tomorrow brings. Our children will be returning back to school this fall. So uh, we will have Dr. Carrie Wright on Mississippi Education Connection this Friday at 10 a.m. to roll out some plans, talk about what's going on in the new upcoming year. And if you have questions and comments, which I'm sure you do, you can call the show at 10 o'clock on Friday and get those questions answered. It's going to be a great show. Michelle, I think that's going to be a fantastic show because I put a post up on it on my Facebook and and I didn't really, you know, say, okay, I'm damning this or excuse my language, but I'm pushing this or pushing that. But I just put out some of my concerns. And I mean, I'm, I'm a parent and a husband of a teacher and I'm worried about, of course, my wife being in the classroom and I'm worried about the virus and worried about possibly her health and, and I just laid it out and the passion that all the parents have and I think there are both on both sides of the fence on this and I don't even think there are two sides of the fence I think it's people are coming in all different directions you've got some parents that are worried obviously because they're working and they don't want their kids sitting at home there's some parents that really worried about their children doing the online version of of learning, which I can understand that. I mean, we were very lucky here that our kids kind of took to it, but that's a concern. But also, too, if you've got a child that's that's got all kinds of maybe has some comorbidities, has some some issues where they might be more vulnerable or there are children that are getting sick from the virus, too. And you're like and I feel really bad for the school districts because they do have some guidance, but it's like you know, how seriously are they taking it? And, and I think most of them are taking it seriously. But I tell you, it's a it's a darn if you do, darn if you don't type situation. And I think it's one of those type things that we really need to, you know, I, I think we're going to have to be flexible all throughout the school year on this, because with our cases in Mississippi going up like they are right now, um, you know, schools are going to have to really stay on top of this, because what happens if a student gets infected in a class, then suddenly that whole class has to be quarantined and the teacher and, the, you know, how do they do that? So that show Friday is going to be fantastic. And I know I will be listening and I know my whole family will be, too. Hey, here was a really fun fact of uh, the Navy over the weekend announced that Madeline Swiggle was the first black female strike fighter pilot. So she's going to be the first black female fighter pilot, basically, or naval aviator in that flies fighter planes for the Navy, which I thought was really cool. But here's something that if you're in Mississippi, and particularly if you're a resident of Starkville, you might not have known. Lynn Spurl, who is the mayor of Starkville, was the first female to qualify for carrier landings in 1979. So we have actually a... A resident of Mississippi, of course, she went to Mississippi State. She grew up in Starkville. She later went on to fly for Delta, and then she became a mayor out in Dallas, and now she's the mayor of Starkville. But she was actually the first female to to qualify for carrier landings, and that is just too cool. If you've ever tried to do that on a video game or something, it's not easy. So, I mean, I would think that being mayor in the middle of COVID-19 probably is as tough you know, is trying to figure out how to land on a carrier. But I thought that was really kind of cool, too. And a little bit of sad news over the weekend, too. The Elvis's grandson passed away. And I don't know if you'd seen much about him. He was 27 years old. He took his own life. Is uh, Benjamin Cowles his name. I think I'm pronouncing that. But um, anyway, he looked very much like his grandfather. And so that was um, but it was just sad seeing that. But 
I tell you, um, I'm really excited about today's show, and I, and I know you're uh, – please call in. You know, this was so historic, but it happened so fast, too, because really the protest that happened in Jackson was June 3rd, and by the end of the month, the flag had, st- had been passed, the legislation had been passed for, into law that it was going to come down. And now, you know, we're going to talk about where we're going with this because there's going to be a commission that is going to design us a new flag. And the only thing that has to be on the flag, they said, in God we trust, has to be on the flag. But everything else is an open slate. So, you know, there will be a commission named. We'll see what they do. But also, too, I think it's going to be interesting talking with Pamela a little bit about how they are you know, they have taken the old flag and they've moved it into history. So this is going to be a fantastic show. And of course, talking with Senator Hillman Frazier is always a joy too. So thank you for being with us today. And we're going to um, take a, I guess, take a break right now. And we'll we'll start a conversation with Senator Hillman Frazier in just a minute. And of course, you can be part of the show. You just give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Hey, stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPB. Think Radio. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Wake up. No more sleeping in bed No more back to thinking Time for thinking again World has changed so very much From what it used to be There's so much hatred War and poverty Talking on MPB Think Radio I'm your host Marshall Ramsey in Mississippi today For 27 years, our next guest has served the 27th District as a member of the Mississippi Senate. So let's welcome back to the show Senator Hillman Frazier. Senator, uh, thank you for coming on today. And I've got to say an early happy birthday to you because I know you have a birthday coming up, and it's going to be a big one too, right? Thank you. Looking forward to it. And also, thanks for having me on today. Glad to be with you. Oh, it's always good to talk to you. So happy early birthday. Um, and And I trust you're healthy and happy. I know some folks from the Senate have been diagnosed with COVID and uh, hopefully you've escaped that. I think you got tested. I'm, I think they tested everybody up there, didn't they? Yeah, I've been tested four times and they all came back negative. So I'm, I'm good. I'm very good. Excellent. So you, you know how to take the test now after doing it for four times, I'd imagine. I do. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so, well, I tell you, this is, um this is a very amazing time for Mississippi and, you know, and I've only lived here, 24 years so i mean i didn't think i didn't think i'd see it in my lifetime to be honest with you and i know you probably are pretty shocked by it but you were a big part of this um how are you feeling about the flag uh coming down and 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 i'd say thank you for your service not only for what you said in the senate but also what you served in 2001 too because i know that was a a we'll get you talking about that too because that was an interesting time was that it was a very interesting time because we had a chance to um, 
go around and say have different views on uh, a new flag for the state of Mississippi. And that was a very emotional time for a lot of people. A lot of folks came in all parts of the state, and it was very contentious. So um, based on that, I was very doubtful whether or not we were able to adopt a new flag anytime soon. But uh, two weeks ago, we did that. We did adopt a new flag for the state of Mississippi. You know, it, it's it, it's interesting about 2001 because I remember doing the cartoons back then about it. And I mean, I was people were really angry and I mean, I was getting threats. And I know you and, and Representative Ed Blackman were on the panel and you got a lot of vitriol thrown at you, too. And this right. time, while that was there, it wasn't as strong as it was back in 2001, at least in my perspective. I don't know about what you experienced. Well, back in 2001, I remember going to Moorhead, Mississippi, to one of the hearings. A half patrolman dropped me off, and he saw all those red, rebel flags waving and, and a very hostile crowd outside. So he dropped me off and told me to see me later because the crowd <laughs> was just as bad. <laughs> yeah. So we went in and we went to a conducted hearing. It was very personal. Folks uh, just took it the wrong way, and they started attacking different commission members, including Governor William Witter. And uh, they came back and doing the vote and just voted to retain the whole flag. But uh, we didn't uh, have that. We had our biggest challenge this time was to convince the leadership that it was time for a change, and also convincing the members that uh, we might as well do it as opposed to saving this better for our children and grandchildren fight. So the members came together for the leadership of Speaker Dunn and also uh, David Hoseman, and we were able to make it happen. We worked together, and also people rose up and spoke, saying it's time, it's time to move forward as opposed to holding the state back. And so everything worked together at the same time. The faith community came out. The athletic people came out. Uh, common everyday people came out. We were bombarded with emails every day. I received over 5,000 emails alone in addition to personal calls. But that made a difference in terms of changing hearts and minds of legislators to address the issue now as opposed to saving that battle for some uh, truth and learn truth and fight at the future date. Yeah, I, I was really amazed because I, I was trying to think the protest in Jackson was around, I guess, June 6th it was at the beginning part of the month. And that's why I know there was some discussion uh, from some House members, bipartisan group of House members were talking about changing it. And I know Speaker Gunn has been pretty much on the bandwagon since what happened in Charleston, the tragedy, the shooting in Charleston, uh, talking about the need for it. But I and I was skeptical. I just didn't see it happening. But you, you really touched on something that was so powerful to me to watch was seeing, you know, the churches come together, the athletics come together, seeing Republicans and Democrats come together. It was it was like a tidal wave that started sweeping through the legislature. That's right. And we can't forget about the uh, Mississippi uh, Economic Council, the manufacturers, the business community. They came together showing yeah. how important it was to make this step at this time. So everybody played a very important role in making this happen. It was a perfect storm. So we acted, we responded, and we did the right thing uh, for the people at this time. Yeah, we got to give MEC a lot of credit, too, because they really drove drove the um, the push in 2001, too. So. Uh, I'm sure that was good for them to see that. And you, you you mentioned William Winter. I'm so glad that Governor Winter lived long enough to see that day because I know he got he got pretty beaten up on the not physically, but I mean he got beaten up just during that time during 2001. So I know that was good too. That's let right. let me add, the, yeah, go ahead. He, he attended all the hearings in 2000, and uh, he was the target for many people. I was able to watch him sit that down and take it. All these trying to move the state forward. A lot of folks uh, thought he was a communist or something bad for advancing and talking about advocating for a new flag. But he did uh, survive. He did. 
he was able to live to see this day when a new flag, uh, when, when an old flag was retired, and this flag will be going up pretty soon for our state. Um, talk a little bit about the process, too, because I, I think, you know, you said there was a lot of convincing of hearts and minds. And by the way, I was going to give you a compliment. I think your speech uh, where you said, pray first, aim high, and stay focused. I remember watching that and I was sitting here jotting that down in my notebook. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get a tattoo that says that. That is one of the most <laughs> profound. I mean, that's, that's something you do, do every day a little bit. Did you, I mean, when you sat down and said, okay, what am I going to write to speak? Or did you just come up there and just kind of say it from the heart? From the heart. Basically when I left Capitol on Friday, I knew that it was going to be a very tight vote. Uh, it could have gone either way up when I left the Capitol on Friday. So what I did, I decided to uh, pray and ask my prayer warriors to want to see prayer and fasting. And so they, they did that because we knew we had to change at least one or two minds to make it work. Um, when we came that Saturday, some of my colleagues said that we need you to say something uh, because things are moving so fast and we don't want to lose this one. So uh, at the last minute, I decided to get so open and speak, speak from the heart. I had a chance to uh, also, before that time, speak to... Uh, a lot of our freshman members, some of the senior members, about the importance of making this move. And some of them were very troubled. A lot of them were receiving pressure from different directions. And they wanted to do the right thing for their kids in the future, but they don't want to alienate their, their voting base. Uh, Jeremy England was a good example of someone who changed his mind in terms of voting on the flag. Uh, he was a, a, a freshman representative from the Gulf Coast, and he was struggling with it, but he was able to attend some of our prayer meetings. We prayer meeting every Tuesday at the Capitol from 8.30 to 9, Capitol Prayer Group. And he was an important member of that. He voted for the new design. Gary Jackson from uh, the Stocksville area, he was a member of our prayer group. He voted for the new design. Um, our, our, our chairman of our local private committee, from Tupelo, he voted for the new design. He was, but the bottom line is that we had a personal contact with these members from day one. And uh, they believe that uh, we have to work together to make the state be what it can be. So those personal contacts made a difference. But in order to get to that point, we had to spend the rules to um, a, a concerted bill to adopt the flag. As you know, there was a special resolution that was assigned to uh, the Constitution Committee by the Lieutenant Governor. And that was not coming out of the committee. But after we saw the movement on the part of the people, after we saw the unity in the House, uh, our Lieutenant Governor decided to assign a new resolution to the Rules Committee. And that Rules Committee did consent the resolution, a suspension resolution, and it voted out for consideration. And uh, once we voted out, uh, it was a matter of getting the votes and certifying the votes to uh, consider the bill later on. So the vote came together because of personal contact with members and also pressure and contact we received from our constituents and also looking how the athletes and the leaders folks came together, uh, demanding and acting for a new flag going forward. So all that happened at the same time. But like I said, before we set the vote on the flag bill, we had to suspend the rules. And two-thirds vote is very difficult to come by on any issue. But uh, a lot of hearts and minds will change. And uh, because of that, we are able to get the two-thirds we needed, uh, plus one vote to spare. And that opened the door to, for us adopting a new all together to uh, come up with the commission to design the flag to present to voters for consideration in November. Yeah, I know. I think there were two moments that I was watching it that I really thought that it was probably not going to happen. I was really worried about the rules, you know, break, you know, changing the 
the rules to because that was kind of the big vote. Once it got past that hurdle, once it got to a super majority, we knew that well. Number one, the the governor couldn't veto it, but he said he wasn't going to. But also, too, I mean, obviously, it had enough votes. But yeah, when it got put into the constitution committee, I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. And then it came out. But it sounds like just what you're saying is that the you know because we live in this polarized time. It sounds like the fact that you guys have all that had the relationships built up, like in the prayer groups, that that you could actually talk one on one and kind of say, okay, now this is what we need to do, and this is what we need to do for the best part of the state. I mean, that obviously sounds like that was kind of the secret to it. Yeah, that's what's keeping us. We have to uh, trust each other. We're on the same team, and we have to step yeah. out, letting them know that we are fighting together. We have the same goal. Uh, for, for this state in terms of progressing. But having dialogue on a daily basis as opposed to waiting for the last minute to establish that was the key in terms of moving this forward. Because we had dialogue with the members, and uh, they knew that it was very important to the entire state to uh, change, change the turn the faith and go forward. So the personal contact, personal dialogue made a big difference. And also strong leadership from the legislative leaders, the Speaker of the House and Lieutenant Governor. The initial lieutenant governor had a proposal that would uh, allow us to uh, vote on uh, two separate flags in 2022. He didn't want to risk voting under this election year. And um, his proposal um, was an easy way out, but it was not the right way out. So we were to convince him that we didn't need two proposals on the ballot in 2022. We could deal with it right now in 2020 going forward. And also it's very important that uh, he realized that he's going to need uh, that part support to pass it. We have to ground up enough uh, Democratic votes and also Republican votes to give him cover going forward. And so that made a big difference. So we, we have to uh, come up with a proposal that we would um, have a new flag design and it would be on the ballot in 2020 as opposed to 2022. But initially, a lot of our colleagues wanted to settle that uh, without a referendum altogether. But some couldn't vote for without any type of referendum, so that was compromised. We should have a referendum, but we only have one flag on the ballot, one is down on the ballot, as opposed to two like we had in 2001. And uh, once we did that, uh, struck that compromise, we were able to uh, get the votes we needed going forward. And like I said, now it's the job of the commission to submit us uh, a recommendation. And the commission must be appointed by July 15th, by the way. And they must make the recommendations to us, I think, uh, sometime on August 13th. Well, and, and it, let me back up. This time, the Open Commission is going to organize and select their chairperson and accept recommendations, submissions from the, from the public. And they can't have hearings, but the bottom line is that they're going to accept um, um, designs from the public, and those designs must be submitted to that uh, commission by August the 13th. So they can uh, look over everything and have something to present to us by September the 15th, 14th. And once we receive that design, we will put them on the ballot in November for the vote for the two either get accepted or rejected. But I can't say enough about our people, how they rose up and told us it's time to move forward, time to move forward. And we uh, we did that because of uh, their involvement. It's good to have involvement of the faith communities, the athletic community, uh, let me see. But what made the difference in my mind was that we saw everyday citizens coming forward, asking us to move forward. Get the things behind us, and so we can focus on other major issues in this state. I just hope we can use the same uh, formula going forward, strong bipartisan support, and uh, looking at what's good for the state as opposed to looking looking at what's good for uh, your party or your particular political ambition. 
But if we could adopt this uh, model going forward, uh, being uh, bipartisan in terms of addressing the issue, and also strong leadership from the House and the Senate in terms of looking at issues as opposed to looking at the next election, we can make a difference for the people of this state. It's time for us to take a quick break, and when we return, we'll continue our conversation with Senator Helmut Frazier, and also will be joining us will be the head of the two museums, Pamela Jr. Also, if you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Hey, stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Dogs say goodnight, and I think to myself... What a wonderful world. If you're a parent on the go, but still want to stay informed about your children's education, subscribe to Mississippi Education Connections podcast and listen on the go anytime, anywhere on your favorite podcast app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Today, today we're talking with Senator Hillman Frazier about his reflections on the removal of the Mississippi State flag and the furling of it. And if you'd like to be part of the show, you can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Also now joining our conversation is the head of the two museums, the uh, Pamela Jr. Pamela, it's good to talk to you. I have not, gosh, it's been just way too long since you've been on the show. Always love talking to you. Good and morning. I guess probably the first most important question of 2020 is to ask, how are you doing and how are you feeling? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well, and I'm feeling good. <laughs> you know, we're back at work. <laughs> We've been back at work since the 15th of June and preparing for people to come in. So we opened on the 7th of July. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Um, that's that's fantastic to get folks through. And I know, and we're going to talk about it in the next segment a little bit. I know you've got a, a really cool new exhibit that you want to talk about, too, and everything. And I guess with, you know, it seems like 2020 has been very, um, let's put it this way, when you were named head of both museums, I don't think you predicted that in one year that you'd be dealing with a pandemic and then, you know, have some of these milestones that are happening. Just let me get some of your thoughts about some of the things that have happened. I mean, we've had both the pandemic, we both had the racial unrest that's gone on in America. I mean, and your museums, both of them, tell Mississippi story so well. T- tell us a little bit about what y'all do and how that fits into what's going on. Well, of course, you know, we tell the complex stories of the history of Mississippi, good and bad, as I say, uh, as usual. But one thing that, that, you know, for a historian is that going through this pandemic has been something for me and just kind of documenting it in my own way and uh, listening to people talk about it. And for those who believe that there's a, a pandemic and for those who don't, it's just good to document that information. And then what happened on July 1st, 
you know, we never would have thought that something like that happened. But just uh, thinking that the two Mississippi museums are here to be able to document that information and to accept uh, uh, this, this, uh, the, the flag of, of the state of Mississippi. You know, I was thinking about that when I was watching the play Hamilton. And there's that great line where Eliza says, who lives, who dies, who tells our story. And I've been always very grateful that, and we've talked about this on the show, that, that Mississippi stepped up and found a way to be able to tell our story so well. And I know part of the legislation was a prompt and dignified and respectful removal of the, the 1894 flag. And so y'all had that ceremony and you were right there in the middle of it. And of course, the museum is where the, the flag now resides. Tell us a little bit about that day, because it was a pretty amazing day. It was. It was an amazing day because it was history being made here in the state of Mississippi. So to be a part of that history for me is just wonderful. You know, you talk about history, you write about history, but now I can say that I was a part of history on July 1st. You know, one thing that happened after we we accepted uh, the, the state flag, then it went into Nan Prince, who's director of collections, and Shane Keel, who's director of curatorial services. So we go through the accessioning process of documenting this, this item for to be in our permanent collection. So all those things have been done, and now we're getting ready to uh, put the flag in its permanent location within the two Mississippi museums. People are calling and inquiring, when is it going to be out? When is it, when is it going to be out? It's going to take a minute. You know, uh, maybe maybe in the next four, five, or six weeks then we'll have, have, the, have the flag out and ready for people to view. There were three flags that were lowered. I know one of them will be on exhibit. What's going to happen with the other two? They will be in our archives. They will be in our collection. Okay, so you'll have backup flags. In case on that, I, I think that's going to be really, that's you be really want fascinating. To say backup flags, but no, they will be in the in the collection, and I'm I'm sure at some point we'll be bringing them out, maybe for a particular exhibition or something that we'll work that we'll be working with. I, and I love some of the seeing some of the people. Um, I love seeing some of the people that were at the ceremony. I mean, Robert Clark was there. I mean, oh, it's yeah. like having you know. I mean, here he you know he the first African-American elected to the Mississippi legislature, and for him to be able to see that that day, too, was pretty special also. It was. It was very special. Someone took a photograph with him, by, with him and his wife behind me, and I will always treasure that photograph because to think about the ancestors and people like Robert Clark, who worked so hard to bring about change, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. It's an amazing time. You know, they can say whatever they want to about 2020, but all of these particular events will be documented in history for a lifetime. It, it's amazing. And I, I, I was having this conversation with the a friend yesterday said, you know, something about the virus has literally pulled back the curtain on everything and has caused so much change on this. I mean, who would have thought on at the beginning of June that by the end of the June, at, by the end of the June, that it would have been pushed through the legislature and the flag would have been taken down? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, this is something uh, that, that, that children who are in school now can, can talk about with teachers and, and with their family members. So it's, Mississippi, we, we, make one, we, we make wonderful history, okay? And even oh. in the good and the bad, we make history. And so this is just a great time for us to really sit down and talk with family members and, and to come into the museums and, and, and learn about this information. Well, that's that's the thing, and I, 
I mean, kudos to you and to your staff and because both museums are just, they tell our story very well and they're very honest and they're very open. I mean, it's not where there's nothing sugar-coated, nor is it beating us up. It's just putting everything into a really good context on that. Now, the, the state flag exhibit will be in the, the Mississippi history part of it. What part of the museum will it be in? Well, they've not really decided on that yet, and as soon as we get that information, we'll, we will truly let you guys know that. But uh, it will be in the Mississippi, the Museum of Mississippi History. That I can tell you. Yeah, we have, we have a caller named Jackie on the line. She's from Ruleville, and Jackie, welcome to the show. What kind of what what's your comment? Well, um, we have gone through a lot of. Uh, time, trouble, hurt feelings, arguments, debates, and all that kind of stuff about the flag. And now that that's been accomplished and it's over with, uh, we're going to design a new flag that will be all-inclusive. Um, and I understand that it has not been designed, but it will include the words, in God we trust. Now, I believe in God, and I believe you, Mr. Ramsey, do just because of comments I've heard you make. But not everyone in Mississippi believes in God. So is that all-inclusive? All right. Thank you for your comment. I know that's – I mean, that, that, that's that been up uh, for debate, and a lot of people have comments. Pamela, you got any thoughts on that? No, I'm going to let you handle that question. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I mean, that, you know, obviously that – you know, I mean, I, I think Jackie's point's valid to the point that, yeah, not everybody does, and I'm sure it'll become an issue. Um, I think – I think a lot of people's thoughts were, okay, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it because we're just kind of glad that the day happened. Um, Pamela, you're you're from Jackson. You grew up here. You're from Mississippi. Uh, you you ran away for a while, but you came back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you, it's, it's kind of like the Hotel California. You can check out any time you like, but you can okay. never leave. But what were your thoughts about it? Because and, and Senator Frazier, I want you to kind of chime in on this also because, I mean, Senator Frazier, you were born in 1950, not to give away too much about your birthday coming up here in a few days, but what were your thoughts? Were, was this something that you thought would ever happen? Well, well I don't know if you'll start with, with me or Senator first, but let me just chime in and just say that Sure. You know, I think that Mississippi is a, is a place that has, is, is, is now in modern times. And maybe it wouldn't have happened in, in, my, in my lifetime, but it probably would have happened in my children's lifetime. And, again, I think this is a great moment for Mississippi, a great moment for us to unveil our new flag and how, however it looks. I think we're ready. I think young folks are ready. And from the, the conversations and talks from young people and the work that people like Senator Hillman Frazier has done, the work of Robert Clark, the work of, of Fannie Lou Hamer and others that have done, it, the, time, the time has come and is here. Senator Frazier? But I was very hopeful that a change would come. Uh, I was very inspired by our new members who came in uh, for, the, for this new session. A lot of the members came in with no baggage, and they want to do the right thing for this state. And I was very hopeful that they could uh, help form a nucleus of uh, legislators who move the state forward. Uh, I knew that a change would come at some point. I knew whether it would be this legislature or the next one, but I knew that we were very close to uh, making that uh, step we need to make in the state. So uh, very help, uh, very hopeful in that. But like I said, 
looking back at 2001 as opposed to 2020, it's like between night and day. You had closed lines back then, but they had more open lines today, and that made a big difference in terms of making sure that we adopt a new flag. And also, there's some other policies in the state. You know, somebody said to me, he said, you know, flags don't change hearts. And I said, you're right, but changing hearts change flags. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was good to see that, that, that people – like I said, the wide spectrum of, of people that came together on this. Uh, Senator Frazier, I guess I'm going to ask you this question real quick. How, you know, the, the Legislative Black Caucus, how, what role did they play with, you know, you, you mentioned it sounded like the, that the prayer groups were probably as important as anything that went on in the legislature, just because you had the, the, the relationships with everybody across the aisle that way. But tell us, I mean, what would you think at the end of the day in the legislature helped change hearts and minds? Well, the president very helpful. I, I, also, the uh, tone set by our lieutenant governor, who's all inclusive. Uh, Deborah Hosting came in and he decided to meet with all members and, and, and assigned them committee assignments based on uh, their background and what they can do, how they can help the team. Uh, he did not exclude anybody. He didn't have a very small circle that he shared information with. Uh, he's included information. He shared information with everybody. That made a big difference in terms of allowing members to feel comfortable enough to talk to each other about different issues going forward. In terms of, let's say, Black Caucus, she was open to uh, listening to the Black Caucus and also the Democrats because she knew that we were change together uh, trying to make policy for this state. But leadership played a very important role in terms of getting members on the same page and just going forward together. And so you can't deal with that strong leadership at the top. And that was absent for some a long period of time. Pamela, um, the ceremony it was just fun to be part of history on the commission that now designs it and everything. Tell us a little bit about that process and what do you expect to see in the way of a design of a new flag? Well, as you know, um, our chairperson, Reuben Anderson, is on that commission. I'm not a part of the commission, but, you know, yeah. the only thing that I can tell you is that we, we do have the flags now and we look forward to putting them on, on exhibit for the world to see. That's most important to me. That's my job. All right. Well, we're gonna um, we're gonna take a quick break. So we got a couple callers on the line. We'd like to get to them. And of course, if you'd like to be part of the show, you can give us a call at eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We'll continue our conversation with both Senator Hillman Frazier and Pamela Jr. We're talking a little bit about the big event that happened on July first. How they took down the, the. Mississippi State flag, and now it will now reside in the Mississippi Museum, in the two museums. So, anyway, this is now you're talking on MPB Think Radio. Wake up, all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Maybe then they'll listen to what you have to say. They're the ones who's coming up, and the world is in their hands. When you teach the children, teach them the very best you can. Hi, I'm Jason Klein from Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing the doorknob or fixing a leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. I have a dream. 
my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. All right, welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. We're about getting ready to wrap up our conversations with Senator Hellman Frazier and Pamela Jr. There's still time for you to get in your question or comment. The number is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Of course, um, I, I tell you what, we've got a couple callers on the line. We'll just go ahead and jump in and talk to them. We've got Marvin from Madison. So, Marvin, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Uh, I want to make a comment about the new flag that we got coming up, waiting to be designed. Uh-huh. Instead of going with, instead of going with God we trust, why don't we just come up with a logo and then I kill a lot of people that don't believe in God and the ones that do. But instead of coming up with God we trust, why don't we just come up with a Bible strip, say Ephesians 6 and 12? Because that's the problem that we're going with. We see that the governor didn't want to give his opinion on it, want to turn it back over to the voters. So let's just do Ephesians 6 and 12. I'll just do a logo and be through with it. All right, Marvin. Thank you for your call. We got Ellen from Yapora. Hello, Ellen. How are you today? Hi. Love your show, Marshall. And I just want to say that this is such an exciting time for our state, for everybody to start afresh. And I hope that flag uh, will contain, uh, will be a magnolia. I think it would be a symbol uh, that everybody could live with. And again, just a happy, happy time that we're finally here. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. And I, I, I look forward to when we start getting back out a little bit. I always like dropping by you pour out. I usually stop there to get gas a lot of times when I'm out on my travel. So I hope everything's going okay up there and with you. So thank you for calling. All right. Well, I tell you what, um, Pamela, we, we mentioned a little bit. We kind of, I guess we, we teased that you have an upcoming uh, exhibit coming up at the museum. It's about, it's about prohibition, isn't it, if I remember correctly? It's called Mississippi Distilled, Prohibition, Piety, <laughs> and Politics. So this is a, a good time for Mississippi to talk about prohibition. It's uh, exploring the state's tumultuous relationship with alcohol from the colonial period till today's times, and it opened on the 7th of July. Well, you know, what's, what's fascinating about that is, and I think a lot of people didn't really notice it, but legislation went through that actually ended prohibition in Mississippi at this time. And it's so funny because everybody was so focused on what was going on with the flag. Nobody noticed that. Yeah, it like, happened. Oh, my gosh. But, I mean, prohibition. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, my gosh. I mean, it's like, what's next? The Earth's going to stop spinning and we're going to fly into space. You know, I, I didn't see that one coming either. But but. Tell us a little bit about exhibit because I mean I I remember at the Mississippi Book Festival I held a panel and one of my authors had written a book about prohibition and about a lot of the hijinks that went on throughout the state and I mean everything from submarines coming across the river at Vicksburg to everything else it is just such a fascinating part of our history. It sure is. Well, you know, with the exhibition, visitors will will journey into uh, how the ancient al- ancient alcohol and the science of the spirits and 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 how alcohol was used for medicinal purposes. And we also uh, highlight moonshine and 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 we have a steel actually that was uh, confiscated in Lafleur County. So we not only talk about uh, alcohol, but we also talk about the temperance movement and how it started started in the early years. So this exhibition is is really going to be great. It, it's going to go in every facet of prohibition here in the state of Mississippi. 
Yeah, the temperance movement was fascinating. I know you can go up to Tupelo in front of the courthouse. There's a statue dedicated to the temperance movement right there. And it's I always joke that it's a quarter of a mile away from Elvis's statue, which, you know, that's kind of an irony there in its own right. But the the way and it's, you know, the thing I don't think a lot of Mississippians today understand that, you know, there was alcohol before prohibition, you know, before they lit, busted the, the governor's party up at the the uh, Jackson Country Club in 67. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall that day. That would have been great. But there were, there were, you could still buy it, but it was like this almost black market, you know, and there were people getting rich. There were public officials getting rich. Just a fascinating part of our history. Well, you know, there's a gallery that's in the exhibition that's called the Wettest Dry State uh, Gallery that depicts the 58 years in the state where alcohol was supposedly banned and feature stories of moonshiners and blues players, bootleggers and lawmakers and gamblers and 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 enforcement officers. So it's it's gonna be it's a great exhibition. We look forward to people coming out and really understanding what prohibition was about in the state of Mississippi. You know, I used to work out with the, the who's now retired. He retired at the, the first of the month uh, with Herb Frierson, who was head of the Department of Revenue. And he would always say, yeah, we busted a still last week. I mean, this is something that's still going on, too. That's what's so that's what's going to be so fun about the exhibit. It's like this isn't the past. This is what's going on today also. Oh, no. Oh, no. You know, let me just uh, give a little plug here that History is Lunch on Wednesday. We're featuring Scott Beretta, who will be uh, talking about the Gold Coast which is down, you know, I say Lakeland Drive. I can never remember what, what highway that is, but down Lakeland Drive, off of Lakeland Drive, I'm sorry. And uh, there's a place where people would go. They called it Across the River on the Gold Coast where musicians would play. And so he's going to talk about those musicians on Wednesday at our History is Lunch program. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, there was, um, it's I think, the Woodrow Wilson Bridge, or the old bridge that goes from downtown Jackson, uh, if you're familiar with that area, it's right near WLBT. Well, you cross the Pearl River there and you go in there and that's where all the little shacks were. And you would drive around to the back and honk your horn and they would hand you a, a bottle, I mean, a bottle and a brown paper bag. And then, of <laughs> yeah. course, the money would go to the sheriff or whatever. You know, there was always there was always the black market tax on that. But, yeah, when I interviewed for my job here in Mississippi, they picked me up from the airport and they picked me up in a 74 Buick and took me that way just to show me that and tell me about that history. And I was like, this happened in my lifetime. This is incredible, you know? So it, that's going to be a, that's gonna be a Scott's a great, kid. too. Yeah, Scott's great, too. That's going to be a great, great exhibit as well. Well, I tell you what, um, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm just really glad to been ha be able to have both of you on the show today. Talk a little bit about talking about that day. And, you know, I mean, I think what was so positive about it was the flag came down. There was a great coalition of people. And yes, I know a lot of people were upset about it, but a lot of people were really happy about it. And a lot of people from a diverse background, whether it was religion or race or whatever, came together to make this done. I felt like the ceremony was very well done. The governor's signing was, you know, that was very poignant too. And, but to actually watch the flags down and for them to take it over to the museum and for y'all to receive it. I mean, that was that I felt like that history was very well done. I mean, to where we'll look back on, you know, we're sitting here talking about prohibition. I mean, our kids are probably going to look back at, at that day and just kind of like, wow, that happened in my lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're proud. We're proud to, to have it. And we're going to do uh, the flag 
what we're supposed to do in regards to putting it up where people can come in and visit and see it. Yeah, well, thank you so much. I want Senator Frazier, I want to thank you. Happy birthday, uh, early birthday. And Pamela, thank always you. good to talk to you. I can't wait till I can catch up with you again and get over to the museum and check that out as well. Thanks. And we've come to the end of another great show. We want to thank our guests, Senator Hillman Frazier and Pamela Jr., who's the director of the two museums. And of course, uh, we're talking a little bit about a very historic moment in Mississippi. If you'd like to hear the show again or any past episodes, you can listen to the podcast on your favorite podcast app or by downloading our MPB public media app. Now You're Talking is a production of MPB Think Radio. It's produced by Michelle McAdoo. Hey, stay tuned for Southern Remedy, Healthy and Fit by Dr. Josie Bidwell. And remember, we're going to get through all this together. Have a great week. Thanks for listening and stay safe. The bright, blessed day The dog say night, And I think to myself What a wonderful world